I have, I have very much, and I, I hope you have as well, enjoyed our sermon series as we've gone through these hymns of hope, these gifts of song that were given to us in the story of the Incarnation, where we have heard the Magnificat coming from, the, from Mary, this beautiful song of uplifting from the depths of the soul praise to our God. And the song of Zechariah where we are able to see someone who whose mouth had been silenced for the duration of his wife's pregnancy. And the first words as his tongue was loosened was a song of thanksgiving for what the Lord is about to do. And here today, we have the Gloria. We have a gift from God. A gift of song who didn't just come to us by a prophet or come to us from a character, but came to us from the angels. Now, hopefully everything that you have noticed with this sermon series is that each of these songs has been part of our liturgy, part of our way of worship. The Magnificat shows up in different services, as does the Benedictus or the Song of Zechariah. And the most common out of these are our last two. Next week, uh, when you will all be here for Christmas Eve morning, as well as Christmas Eve night, will be the Nunc Dementis. And today's the Gloria, where it's a phrase, glory to God on the highest, a, a phrase that many of you know very well, and most likely shows up in every single one of our services. But sometimes it's difficult when we have a phrase that comes to be our norm. Words over time, as our recent history has showed us, sometimes lose their meaning, don't they? Sometimes it's hard to kind of keep up with what it exactly means. As I was thinking about this, even the name, the Gloria, what I thought of, unfortunately, was U2's song, Gloria. I understand there are some people who think Bono does no wrong. I am not one of them. But as he wrote and talked about his song, Gloria, one of the things that he, he mentioned is that what he discovered is this language that can be used for God can be used towards people. Taking the word glory and praise and, and assigning it to the way someone looks or the way that that person is. Now, I, I don't know if he was trying to do a song of songs thing or, or what was going on there. But it's easy for us to forget the very meaning of some of these phrases. When the Gloria, the glory to God on the highest, should act more for us as a refrain. Think about what a refrain does in a song. A refrain brings you back. It, it's something that is a signpost to let you know what is coming up and what this song is actually about. And in fact, most likely... What you remember of songs is, in fact, the refrain. If I were to ask you about a Beatles song and the Yellow Submarine, I bet you could sing it. Or even if I was to ask you what the refrain of Hark the Herald the Angels Sing is, you'd be able to sing that as well. Or How Great Thou Art. The refrain is something that we remember and becomes part of who we are. It's an inwardly digested part of a song. And for us in the faith, the Gloria could very well be our refrain. 
What is our refrain about? And how do we bring meaning to these words? This was the complexity of my week. And if you remember, uh, right after Pastor Peterson retired, I I stood up and I, I made certain vows to you as the congregation. And I vowed that I would I would uh, do what I had thought would push you in growth of faith. And you are about to live one of those moments right now. <laughs> you are going to be the angels today. You are going to do what the glory is meant to do within our service. You are to do that praise. And let your voices be as the angels were on that Christmas morning. So what I'd like to do is I'd like to ask Justin to come forward. Now, in a very serious manner, you are to sing. (laughs) And we're going to break it up into two parts. The uh, pulpit side, and even though we don't have a lectern, the lectern side. And you're going to sing those parts and then sing them to each other. So so go ahead and teach us a little okay, bit. Okay, so pulpit side, you will be singing in Latin this morning. <laughs> <laughs> so your phrase is Gloria in excelsis Deo. Go ahead and say it once. Gloria in excelsis Deo. Very good. Okay. And you're singing this. Gloria in excelsis Deo. Okay, it's just two notes. Gloria in a Chelsea's day. Much of our lives, much of our faith is a song. In fact, if you were to read through the Psalms and read through the different parts of Scripture, you would see it rephrased in that way. That the act of our hands is a song of worship to the Lord. That the times that we speak are not to be times of death, but times of life. Which means that what comes from our mouth is to be words of faith and words of life. The angels showed up to us on that morning and they were proclaiming the good news that Christ has been born. And in response to hearing this news, 
the angels break out into their song. Glory to God in the highest, Gloria in a Chelsea's Deo. Can you sing Gloria in a Chelsea's Deo? Gloria in a Chelsea's Deo. Glory, Glory to God in the highest. Together? This is not the first time that praise had rung out in the lives of those of the faith. Certainly we see in the Old Testament the way songs are written and the way they were composed in giving praise. And it wouldn't be the last time either in faith that we would hear such things. If you remember on Palm Sunday, as Christ entered into Jerusalem, they gave praise too. And do you remember what it was? Hosanna! Hosanna! Give praise to God. Hosanna, the kingdom is here, the king who reigns. As they lifted up their voices, their praise and adoration came because in Christ coming into Jerusalem, what they saw was the king. And their hope is that that king was bringing the very justice that they thought they needed. As the king came into Jerusalem, this would be it. Rome would be over. Injustice would be done. The promised one had come. But yet, even in their singing hosannas, even in their singing praise, many of them did not understand fully what it was that was happening. Rome didn't fall. Governments still exist. Politicians are still here. Justice has still escaped us. Each of us in our own personal lives, as we have lived off, we have found ways that the world has been unjust to us, not just as a community of believers, but as people who have constantly struggled in our own sin and struggled with other people's sin. Have you fallen victim? Have you been one who's been lied against? Have you been one who's bared some sort of name that has been spoken out that is not true about who you are? Are you someone who can easily do this hashtag me too? Who's been someone who's been harassed and subjected just because of your gender? Or are you someone, someone who has had to lay themselves down because you saw injustice yourself? to stand up for those who couldn't. The angels sing glory to God in the highest because there is a day that is coming when that will be no more. The king rides triumphant into Jerusalem and the day will come when that new Jerusalem will be made full. Christ says in Revelations 22, Behold, I am coming soon bringing my recompense with me to repay each one for what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. The angels sang that day because what they had received on earth is actually a judge. 
One who brings true justice to the world. One who looks upon sinners in their repentance and forgives. One who in people that do not repent will one day see their sins before them. And for those who continue to make evil in this world, they have a judge before them. Which means for those who have faith, there is hope. There is hope of a day where justice will be the word. And so the angels sang their song. Would you sing that song for us right now? Ready? Lord, time. The words of the song didn't just fall on those who waited for justice to finally arrive. The words of the song came upon all the earth, which meant there were even those at that time who were still wandering around looking for who their Messiah was to be. We saw those who were able to look at their Messiah and they got him wrong. They thought him to be something that he wasn't. And even still that continued for those who searched. Remember the story of the rich young man who came to speak to Jesus. The one who had thought he had had everything in line and in order. He had followed all the single commandments. But even in all of those commandments, there was still more if he was to rely on his righteousness. If he was to rely on the truth of just following that word... What would he have to do? Do you remember? Louder, please. Sell all his possessions. Sorry, there's infants and my child. I can't. He had to sell all of his possessions. Even following the word to a T of the commandments. Couldn't do it. The rich young man walked away sad. And in tears. Even St. Peter struggled with this understanding. After all, St. Peter, the one who had walked with the Lord over and over again, who ate with him, talked with him after the ascension, was involved in trying to figure out for the church were we to follow all of these commandments that had been handed to the Jews? Must we be circumcised to enter into heaven? But Jesus is the truth. What the angels proclaimed on that day was the good news that the Word of God had become flesh. The one who could say before all, I am truth, had entered into the world. It's not by our own righteousness. It is not by our own works. The good news is that it's by Christ. It is by this baby that it entered into the world. It heard the words of Job. The one who struggled in his own loss and in his own ways, looking to find a way to make God act on his behalf to restore him. I had heard of you by the hearing of the year, but now my eye sees you, says Job. 
said that after hearing from the Lord of all that the Lord can do, including restoring those who come to Him in humbleness of heart, in poverty of spirit, looking for His righteousness and not their own. The song of the angels sings out because the truth comes in the Word made flesh and in His righteousness for His people. Can you sing their song now? about people falling asleep, ask them to sing. (laughs) The words also from the angels came on those who were the outcasts, those who find themselves at the well in the middle of the afternoon, in the heat of the day, because they were someone who was so in need of love that they continued to search for it in the arms of different people. He came for those who were on the street or those who had just recently been put into their apartments, for those who were out there trying to make it or trying to find that ounce of relationship that could fill their hole in life. For the woman who stands there by herself, He comes, He speaks to her, He tells her of who she is, and He doesn't turn away. But rather, He bids her welcome. Come and drink from the fountain of living water. To the woman who found herself because of circumstances in life leading her into an industry that many would turn away from in shame. Here she is to be stoned in front of all of the crowd. And yet it wasn't her that the condemnation fully fell, but on those who dared to pick up their stones by their own righteousness that had to walk away wondering who it is that they had just spoken to. And for her, in His loving kindness, she was granted a new life. To go and sin no more. To seek Him out and not the love of so many others. Or even that very same Saint Peter who found himself trying to argue theologically that it was still by our righteousness that we enter heaven that after his denial of Christ three times, Christ not only eats with him by the lake, he walks with him. And he asks him to feed his sheep. He asks them to care for his people. This is the kind of love that the world was starved for for so long. A love that looks past who we are and grants us forgiveness for. A love that comes to us and meets us exactly in the places that we have been. A love that is still available to us now. A love that comes to us through the cross of Christ. A love that demanded of Him everything that He had so that we may know Him and not be separated from God. The angels sang on that night 
because they knew the gift that we were receiving. The gift of an unbounding love that breaks the foundations of this world. And so they sang. Maybe it was in Latin. Maybe it was in English. But it's certainly words that we understand now. Can you sing it for us? Gloria in excelsis Deo, glory to God in the highest. Together? So many of us during this season, it comes up with many emotions. I was walking here this morning and I didn't even see a single soul out there, or I guess a person. It was dark. It was only seven in the morning and it was pitch black out there. I couldn't believe it. It was so quiet. I could just hear anything going on miles away, it seemed like. Well, if it wasn't for I 5. The world at times can seem like a dark and an empty place. And on that Christmas night, maybe it was a dark and an empty place. What raptured that darkness away was the words of these angels singing. Because what was entering into creation was the very creator himself. The one who the world had been separated for for so long. The one who has spoken of all things being made through him. This becomes a particularly important message for us today. Whether we are someone who is a widow, widower, a divorcee, someone who's an only child that had just lost their parents, whether we are someone who's got a table full of family waiting for us at home, the presence of God is something that we cannot take for granted. Even John the Baptist, as he waited there in prison by himself, beginning to despair for what was to lie ahead, questioning even the very things that he had done, sent his own disciples to go ask Jesus, can you really be him? Are you the one that it is actually spoken of? Read the book. His response was, the lame walk, the deaf hear, the dead live. For any of us that feel like our loneliness can be something that just keeps us in a prison by ourselves, if the lame can walk, the deaf can hear, and the dead can rise, he can break through your prison of loneliness and isolation. The presence of God comes to you. Comes to you in the Word made flesh. After all, this is why the angels sang. Because what had been separated for so long had just been brought together. Can you sing? Go ahead. Gloria in excelsis Deo. Glory to God in the highest. Together? Gloria to God in the highest. One more time. All of 
these things together are summed up into the Christian word hope. On that day, hope was born to us. Hope that things would be different, and they have been different. Hope that the world was no longer separated. Hope that the world has actually found love. Hope that the truth is real, and hope that one day justice will be. This season is about waiting. Now waiting is only sustained by the hope that is given to us in our faith. Hope in the words that have been spoken to us. Behold, I will come again. Come, come, we pray to the Lord. And to Him He says, come. Let any who thirst come and let any who desire to take water for life come. We join together in that Advent prayer through this season. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Not out of despair, not out of anger, but out of people who have hope that one day this will be. Amen? Amen. Can we sing one more time? <laughs> Gloria in Chelsea's day, Glory to God in the highest. Together? time. Glory.